Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two-times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes today. Today I am so excited to have the lovely Shireen Oberg with us. Shireen, if you don't know, is a yoga and meditation teacher, author, Reiki Level 3 practitioner, and a licensed acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. She has worked with channeling, healing, and spiritual awakenings for many years now, alongside holding a bachelor's degree in business and economics, and is now studying a master's program in global sexual reproductive health and rights. She is on a mission to help others on their spiritual and healing path. Her new book, The Law of Positivism, is about living a life of higher vibrations, love and gratitude, and it's a practical book guiding you through all levels of being to help you grow on all levels and live your highest potential. So thank you so much, Shireen, for being here today. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me today and for this beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, my pleasure. Well, a question that I love to ask every guest when they come on the podcast is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Oh, that's a, it's such a huge story and, uh, or a huge question. And um, I think it could be a very long answer. I think that there was no time where I didn't feel connected. I don't, I, I can't say that uh, there was one event that took me from one state to another, because it's been with me my whole life. But then I feel like we get different initiations throughout our life uh, that that maybe helps to remind us of it. If we are meant to walk a path where we live more in devotion to something higher and or something deeper within us, then things, synchronicities start to happen and you start feeling open. So I think that for me, it really started very, very young as a child of being very aware of 
other dimensions and and connecting to like deep intuition and and knowing like knowing understanding situations beyond the physical and understanding intentions beyond the word uh, so for me it started really early but i would say around i think when i remember when i started diving deeper into it and becoming even more um evolved in it must have been when i was a teenager so that more than half my life ago i i really started to study uh I was just interested in everything with spirituality and religion. It wasn't something that came from outside of me at all, uh, because I think that, uh, I mean, we did. I, there was no Facebook or Instagram back then, or anything like that. And and uh, growing up in Sweden, I think we're uh, very disconnected from that. Maybe it's growing back now, but it wasn't really outside influences at all it just was my personal experiences uh, especially around the time when my grandfather passed away I had the first like really inner sense and knowing of what was happening although I wasn't aware Mm -hmm. uh, on a conscious level and after that I started feeling really a devotional um, calling to something higher to the universe or God and so it started like that and a couple of years after that I started to really get drawn to things which was also like really not so much influenced by my surroundings but I started to re- really get into astrology I started to get interested in quantum physics and I was starting to apply things into my life. I started having more and more like spontaneous uh, connections to, um, yeah, when I say other dimensions, I mean things that we are not uh, experiencing through our five senses, like beyond the five senses, like guides and spirits and really deep dreams and altered states of consciousness it really it mostly happened very spontaneously up until I moved to Ireland and worked there and uh, I had I I would say that I had my first uh, like deep dark night of the soul then but it was accumulated I think throughout the whole uh, life journey and there I had to really start facing my shadows and I went into like a very deep release of everything that I had been and thought I was and it was really intense and it wasn't uh, I think when we talk about spiritual awakening and all of this it's it's not like a really blissful state Uh, you can enter that with a lot of work and a lot of healing but right then it was more like the synchronicity started to happen I started to get into meditation and through meditation I started having even more experiences that even more convinced me that uh, life was so much more than I thought than than what I was working with and that I, I, I thought I was trying to achieve in life and through meditation, I started to practice yoga there. 
And uh, that's how I started the law of positivism because through meditation, I was working with affirmations. I was working with like transforming my own energy. I started the law of positivism as a way of sharing that. Uh, I was sharing what I thought was helping me so I could create something positive for someone else and to share uh, like these experiences with other people. And I really believe that when we give and do something good, it, it creates a huge uh, energetic shift in the world and within us and all around us. So I started with that and I sh very much in the end of my stay in Ireland uh, was called to get a Reiki healing session, which really also shifted me. And uh, I decided to also get initiated into that. And it was really uh, synchronistic that I was going to Japan the two weeks after the healing session. I found out that it's a Japanese healing modality. And I found my Reiki master in Tokyo. She has been uh, initiating me uh, several times uh, into this healing modality. Yeah, so that's that's like a long story. And from that, then also a lot of initiations <laughs> since that time. So it doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. It's true, though. It, it doesn't stop. And it definitely sounds like from your your journey that it really is a journey. It's an unfolding. And over time, it got deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're so right. Like every guest who comes on here is like, well, I've had about three or four awakenings by now, Emma. And, you know, like, it's true. Like we do continue to awaken and evolve and grow. So it's, it's really nice to hear your journey and kind of like what's led you to being here and now with us, which is fantastic. So your new book, The Law of Positivism, what is that? And, you know, how does that differ from sort of like the law of attraction and any of the sort of other laws of the universe? Mm. Yeah, I think that... Um my whole everything that I'm doing is more based on healing so it's not really about only focusing on what we are creating outside of us because our whole world and universe is within us so the difference I would say is that the name might sound like some other concepts but it was just a a spontaneous name that for me meant that to share more love and to share do good things and you know in in i mean in in yoga it's called karma yoga to to do things that are we don't have to polarize everything but you know when you're doing something positive and good for something higher than yourself which means you are you are devoting your your practice your actions to something that is for the greater good of all even when you do your yoga practice or you're cooking or you're doing something how is that serving not only you but everything around you it, it's it's all about intention so for me the book and all of my work that I've been doing is all about healing and coming to a place within yourself where you you are filled up with everything that you would ever need and realizing that of course when we do that the bonus is that we start perceiving the world in a different way 
And in the yoga lineage, which I'm in, in traditional, uh, in the traditional Hatha yoga lineage, one of the important things that that is said there, one of the the five principles is the a positive mind. It means that we start viewing things in a different way. It's not because we're trying to alter anything. It's our own altered state that starts to see the fullness of everything. Even if it's something that we experience is, is really tough and we are in that, that emotion and we have to feel that, that it's part of life. It's part of the five elements as well to feel grief or feel anger for example in Chinese medicine it's a natural part of life it's also divine Um, then when you start having that inner experience but you can still grow you know you can grow from it it's you start just viewing yourself observing yourself and life in a different way so the book is a lot about becoming aware of your own nature and in the book, I, I do add in my experience and what I've educated myself in, in both yogic philosophy, but also Chinese traditional Chinese medicine, the healing practices, my own experiences are very much there. And it's a practical book to work with yourself. It starts with yourself. And then it pours into your relationships and into what you're doing, into your purpose, into the whole world. Mm, Definitely. And like, I love the subtitle of the book, which is live a life of higher vibrations, love and gratitude. It's a practical book guiding you through all levels of being to help you grow on all levels and live your highest potential. And I think it's great to like you say work with that because you know we have concepts like the law of attraction um, and the seven laws of the universe and you know obviously that's what I teach here on the podcast but Mm. it's great to look at it from this perspective as well because for me like my inner work and healing journey has been the secret almost to so much abundance and magic in my life you know without that I wouldn't be able to you know like you were saying there about be at peace with myself come home to myself and live that life of positivism where you know everything's embodied everything comes together it's not looking at one thing and saying well that's separate it's looking at it like you say as the whole picture and bringing it together so I love that Mm -hmm. it definitely resonates and definitely makes sense and I'm sure everybody listening will be like oh my god yes we need this so Mm -hmm. how can we start to live a life of higher vibrations I think that, uh, thank you for sharing that. And, and um, the, it, the, we have so many different paths to that. Mm. And I think that we can see it clearly also when we, I, I base it on the yogic philosophy again, it's that there are different paths into raising your vibration. And it depends on your own constitution and your own blueprint here in life. So some people, you know, in yoga, for example, we have the path of Raja yoga. That's one thing. Maybe you have to do physical practices and to start working with your prana, these more inner uh, essences and energies, and you start moving your body and being very conscious. Uh, That can be one way of raising your vibration. But you can also do that by how you eat, how you think, So meditation and concentration, 
um, I think that the, for me, like the first pillar in all of this is actually how we are in our mind and how we relate to our mind, because we usually relate to it as it being ourselves, like we are that voice. But in truth, if we are observing that voice, we are not that voice. Everything that we're observing is not us. Even when you look yourself in the mirror, you're observing that shape in the mirror. It's not you because it's also changing and the thoughts and mind is changing. So how can we work for me on my path, working with my thoughts and the mind was very important. That's why I think uh, for me, meditation was so life's changing and there's different types of meditation it doesn't have to be only that you're doing a silent meditation it can be a moving meditation meditation is to be present when you're present you become aware of everything that is within you and in that you can also see all the different things that are going on and what is serving you and what is not so i think if you start with that place, then you start noticing also your energetic body. So from the mind into your energy and what is feeding your energy and what is draining your energy. It can be, again, how we live and how we eat, how we communicate, how what we are taking in, what are we consuming in the form of what we're watching and listening to. Because we can do all the meditation we want and then we move on with the rest of the life and, and not have this high vibration of what we're consuming in the shape of food, drinks, what we are taking in. Are we sitting and listening to things that are creating more fear, more anger, more uh, just separation? Or are we feeding ourselves? So a, a very important part of um, um, our practice so if you if you are a person that that wants to move and do all these things do conscious movement do yoga qigong whatever you, is good for you but you can also start it. another way of really raising your vibration is to study and the studying of life and study maybe ancient texts or ancient philosophies or philosophies, something that is growing your soul. I think that most people that that get into that can say that it's it can be life-changing to have a different perspective. So that's the jnana yoga, the, the, the path of, of, of wisdom, higher learning. Uh, it's very, um, it's, it's also mind-based, but it, it's a higher wisdom that you can take in that can raise your vibration millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can also raise your vibration by doing something that is selfless. Because as I said, the law of positivism, I did it not for the sake of me. I was actually not working with anything like this back then. I was just sharing what I thought could be something positive in the world. Even the words I was writing, I knew that it's, they are codes. Even if I put it out there and no one reads it, it still makes an impact. And it's not for the sake of me. It's for the sake of everything and everyone. So that's karma yoga, when we devote things that we do to not have any fruit of that labor, to really devote it and offer, offer it, it's an offering. Mm. And, and then that also leads into devotional, like bhakti yoga, like the, the path of devotion, which means that everything that we do it can be singing or dancing or creating or or just in everything that we do we come we are heart-centered so that is also a direct connection with the love that has created us the love that is the universe that really raises our vibration because it opens our heart and it can be so healing i think heart opening practices is the path of really healing because it unlocks so much and it's our nature it's our in- intuition it's something it's the divine within us so we can work with that and we can do that in a ceremonial or ritualistic way but we can also do it in our everyday life so there's so many ways and and being very conscious i think it it, it helps us to be, do everything, being aware and conscious. And we're not doing things that we, of course, subconscious things can come up all the time. And it's okay for them to come up for you to observe and, and feel it and to be in it, but consciously also know if you want to keep it within yourself or if you want to release it, be conscious of that. So everything we speak and say the intentions, all of this, together with the practice of gratitude, you know, this inner fullness and inner abundance of understanding that we have so much, like we, it's, uh, it's already a miracle that we are experiencing this physical body, that we have this incarnation. So just that, but it is easy for all of us uh, I have to work on this all the time to 
to not get caught up, you know, all, all types of things that we desire that is outside of us all the time. And then we have so much already, but we are focusing on what we don't have. I mean, that's like kind of <laughs> the nature of our ego and, and the attachment to this world. We want to create something that, that we still don't have. Uh, but what is the purpose of that? And how does it serve everything and everyone? And, or does it only serve me that, that I have this? And what happens if that disappears? And is it constant or is it just uh, momentary? Something that will bring some type of happiness right now. So th there's a difference also between happiness and having bliss. Um, yeah, does that answer your question, Emma? It was a long answer. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does. And I think it's nice to see it from so many different aspects as well, because like you say, there are so many ways that we can do that. And it, it really is unique to that person, isn't it? Of yeah. what resonates with them, what feels good, what is going to get that energy flowing, what is going to help shift stuff and help them see that. But, you know, I think it's like you said, it's important to witness that we can't always be high vibe. We can't always be in that like higher vibration, but that is life. That is the kind of cyclical nature where we can appreciate the good days because we've experienced the bad days. We can, ex you know, we can appreciate when we're feeling positive and like in a good place because we're working on that. We're building that consistency. So um, yeah, I think it's really important to do because it allows you to have consistency within your like moods and your energy. And it also helps you to, like you say, like look at your thought patterns, look at the mindset side of stuff and see if anything is stopping you from, feeling more you know positive each day and living a life of those higher vibrations like you say so um yeah I loved what you said it definitely made sense so your book focuses on building healthy relationships as well so how can we start to create healthy relationships in our life that's a good question and yeah I do I did so the book is really based on what the community has uh, communicated to me the love positivism Instagram community that I've connected with for so many years and the questions that come up and things that I see in myself and others and relationships are a big part of that um, and and uh, we are here to be in relationship with the world with nature with ourselves with the divine with other beings with uh, animals plants with humans like we that's one of the things that that also evolves us a lot, especially when you are in a in a very um, it, when you are in relationship with others, you also see yourself in in different ways. So in that space, I think understanding first that we we're not really separate from that other person that we have or those persons or the family or the parents or we, we're not it seems like we are in separate but we are not so first seeing ourselves in others and they are also within us and then in in this chapter about the relationships so we have moved from I did it purposely, like you start working with yourself first, when you reach that state where you've worked with yourself, and that's a continuous cycle, 
as usual. When you've done that, then you can start seeing, okay, what type of relationships do I have? How am I in relationship? What is, what is a nurturing relationship? And I think for me, that's an important thing because throughout the years, I've definitely uh, understood that I'm very empathic and very sensitive, highly sensitive. So I had to work on the relationship aspect because I needed to understand who I am in relationship, what I need in my friendships and in my family and in, in uh, my intimate relationship. And from there, we can also see what, it, what type of relationships are actually helping us to raise our vibration. What type of relationships is there unconditional love and unconditional healing in? And uh, we do meet people that have to come into our lives at a certain point of time to like push us into our path. And maybe those relationships can be more harder and tough to, to experience, but, and maybe they just are there for a time period and then we release it, don't have attachment to needing relationships to be forever. Um, in that way, we can have relationships that also help us raise our awareness, our consciousness. So all relationships can be spiritually catalyzing, like increasing and growing our own vibration and energy. So, but we do meet people that need to mirror us in different ways. If we haven't worked on certain things, we can get these mirrors that we need to see in order for us to grow. So there's no relationship that is uh, a waste or not meant to be there at that point. So in this, I really talk about how like not having too much expectations on yourself or others in relationship, just being in it and also knowing where your boundaries are. Like when, when do you feel like there's not this, because you're not doing anyone else's service when you are letting others maybe take your energy or like that you feel drained or you are actually providing them with more karmic energy to work with. So it's not a good balance. It, so be very like clear with what you need and what relationships nurture you and, and uh, how, how to understand that the most important relationship is with yourself. And I would say with the, something higher divine that is constant, it's always constant, it's always there. And from that, other relationships come into place the way they should, the way they're meant to. Mm. And I totally agree with that because, you know, I think so much, so often, you know, we put that kind of validation externally in our relationships of we need this person to give us this or we need that. And like you say, you know, we have to give that to ourselves first. We have to feel that unconditional love for self first before, mm -hmm. you know, we can attract that relationship that we want or, you know, have that healthy relationship with whoever. Like we have to feel like have a healthy relationship with ourselves. It's all a mirror, isn't it? So yeah, definitely. I think it's 
so important that we do work on these things because it helps us to experience harmony in our life but also like you say the karmic side of things as well like these things are going to happen and you know they all they all teach us they're a lesson or a blessing and um you know it helps us to connect to ourselves even more deeply which is you know amazing a gift in itself definitely so how can we discover our higher purpose and gifts in this lifetime I think that just having the intention there that you want to do that, that will start opening up portals and opportunities for you. And it's not something that you can, you don't have to see it as a timeline and it's over there because it's not, everything is in the now. So we're always in this cycle. So just finding your own way, what it, what, what, how can you and that changes also from year to year decade to decade how you want to work with that but i think that the the disattachment from what we've thought that life should be and how society is building it up and really starting to see things clearly like beyond this veil of illusion and that takes of course practice sometimes it does happen spontaneously and you see things so clearly but i think that really having the inner dedication to that, that that's an important part of your life to, to understand your true purpose and, and what you're here to do and letting it take its time and having patience with that and still living fully in the present. And then things start becoming clear. Are you in the right place? Are you working with what, what you're supposed to do? How can you open up for new things to come into your life so the intention is very important I think everything starts with the intention because that opens up the the pathway for you Mm. Mm, definitely and like you know whether it's an intention of manifestation or like you said it's an intention of clarity like you know absolutely we have to start with the intention we have to start with even if we don't know what the staircase looks like or we don't know what that next step is you know at least having that intention of seeking clarity or maybe clues or you know like we learn and I definitely think like with myself for example um with my own purpose like it's kind of been breadcrumbs as such like the breadcrumbs have kind of been revealed over time and what I was doing eight years ago is obviously very different to what I was doing now and but each has served its purpose each career path each job everything that I've done has has served that purpose to allow me to do what I do today so I think definitely the intentions there of you know, you set the intention and the the path unfolds as it's meant to. Yeah, definitely. And trusting in that, trusting in life, trusting in our path, surrendering to that and, and understanding that we're part of something so great. So we, we just need to have that faith that we are right now where we're supposed to be. We, then we also experience this fullness and abundance that, Mm -hmm doesn't come if we're always trying to be or go somewhere else just being in that process I think is important definitely definitely so my last question to you today Bintreen is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with oh 
Yeah, I think that the, the last thing is that um, what I've learned on my path is to really have an inner trust that when things are not exactly the way you wanted them or the way you thought or dreamed that they would be, that there is still a purpose behind that. There is nothing that is is uh, not aligned with where you are, your soul needs to be right now. So having that faith and surrendering to that which is, is it's, it's a huge healing for you and, and really raises you. And from there you can move on and, and trusting all of life. And, and um, yeah, I think that's one of the most important things that I've learned. Mm, so powerful I love that and it's so true as well so where can my lovely listeners find out more about your work and of course your lovely new book Shireen Mm, thank you so much for letting me share so you can find me on love positivism on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube so it's the same name everywhere uh, if you search for that and the book is available everywhere on on the major book platforms like Amazon and and your local online shops uh, as well. So if the name is the law of positivism as well. And yeah, on my website, you can find any type of online events that I have. And also I do offer readings, different types of readings and healing and uh, yeah, personal healing journeys for you so that's everything everything is there if you want to connect with me amazing well thank you so much Shireen honestly it's been such a joy speaking to you today and hearing all your pearls of wisdom so I'm sure everybody listening has taken lots of amazing goodness from this as well so thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me I'm so grateful and blessed to be here So thank you so much guys for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed Shireen and I's conversation today. As always, you can find clickable links to Shireen's work in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my videos, or anything else I have to offer, you can find it all over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget to join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality i hope you have a great week whatever you're up to and i'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week lots of love guys hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.